1 through 10, and I want you to uh, answer the three questions that I'm going to write up here on the board together in your small group. Okay, I don't want to, we, we only have a short time together, so I just want you all to spend about five minutes doing this, so just spend you know, a little bit over a minute on each question, kind of move through them quickly.
you guys would uh, maybe all come back up to the front and like we're gonna um, talk about this a little bit. Alright, so I'm going to need you guys to talk to me a little bit, okay, so um, tell me, uh, just a couple people, tell me what you came up with for the first question, what does it mean to be a child of wrath? Okay, yeah. Um, so, did y'all hear that? That because of our nature, that uh, kind of our, our destiny is the wrath of God, is, is to experience the wrath of God. Um, what, what does it mean to follow the course of this world? Yes. substitute for the love of God, that we see can substitute for the love of God. Okay, that's great, guys. Alright, so um, how, how, of these three things, like, do, do they ring true of your experience in your, your own personal experience in life? Are these things, have they been, especially two and three, I mean, have they been temptations for you? Do you guys think about them regularly? Do you fight against them, press back against them? Yes, no, maybe... Um, the reason I, I want to go through this, I, I was sharing with you, like, I was going to share some of my favorite passages, and uh, this is this is one, I mean, the whole passage of Ephesians 2, 1 through 10 is, is one of my favorite passages in the Bible because it's this complete picture of the gospel all in 10 verses, okay? Um, but there's a guy named, uh, old guy named uh, Ignatius. Okay, who is one of the, the early church fathers. And he, uh, uh, he was a, a Spaniard, and he, he fought in the military, uh, and he was um, a, a son of a wealthy nobleman. Um, and these things really describe his life. He was a child of wrath. He lived for fame. He, he entered into the military because he wanted to be... Uh, Famous. He wanted to be known as a, as a famous warrior. He um, had uh, his family had a lot of wealth, and he um, enjoyed that wealth and pursued that wealth. Um, and he was uh, very badly uh, uh, wounded, um, and he, I think he was hit by a cannonball. It kind of blew out his leg, and he spent a long time um, recovering from his wounds. And um, as he was recovering, he turned to the Bible and started to reflect on the, on the Bible and reflect 
It changed his life. Uh, he uh, and it, it was such a powerful experience for him that um, he was Catholic and he sought the Pope and went to the Pope and asked if he could start uh, a, a small group, a, a Catholic order, that would focus on um, reflecting on the values of the gospel. And they were going to go to uh, Jerusalem and basically kind of meditate on the good news. So he, he developed these experiences called um, the spiritual exercises. And so what they would do is that it was a month-long course that he kind of developed, and the first week... <coughs> That the series of meditations were on our sin, okay? And so he would he would have people meditate on the story of Adam and Eve and talk about generally like where did sin come from, and then progressively more and more towards our own our own personal sin. And then at the end of the week, he, he was um, having re- reflections on hell and the experiences of hell. And the way that he'd have people meditate would be to read a passage of scripture and then to kind of mentally put themselves into the experience of that scripture. And so you would meditate on what did you see, what do you hear, what do you smell as you're in this experience. And so like a part of this experience was like putting yourself in hell and experiencing, imagining yourself in hell and experiencing that. Okay, I know this is kind of crazy, but like, uh, let me keep going. Um, We too would be meditating on the life of Christ. Uh, his miracles and his teachings. Uh, no, 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 sorry. Week, uh, yeah, I think that's right. Week three was the passion of Christ, um, uh, meditating on his crucifixion and resurrection. And then week four was the, the glory of Christ, the ascension of Christ, Christ empowered and enthroned, not only enthroned in heaven, but enthroned in our hearts. Okay. So there was uh, one of his... Uh, Friends, uh, colleagues, was the first person to go through these spiritual exercises, and his name was Francis Xavier. And after going through this month of meditating on, uh, this is a pattern here, Ephesians 2, 1 through 3, right? After, after meditating on our sin and the punishment of our sin, and then with the second section in Ephesians is Ephesians 4 through 9, right? Which is basically the, um, our salvation in Christ, what God does for us, right? And then verse 10 is the good works that flow out of our salvation and how we are to glorify and honor God with our lives, okay? And so basically, like, he went through these series of spiritual exercises and his... Um, coming out the other side of those, he said that my heart is so alive, I can't go to Jerusalem. We can't, we can't go to Jerusalem and just meditate upon these things. We have to do something about it. And so he left. Uh, he left and he went to, um, to Indonesia and to, uh, to India and to Japan um, to take the gospel and to plant churches in those places. And so those were the good works that sprung from his, this, this reinvigorated faith. That he said that basically, like, if this is true, right, if it is true that all of the world, that, that our nature is, is to be children of wrath, if that's our destiny, right, and yet now we've received, and, and that I am a child of wrath, that this is my destiny, but that apart from the intervention of God, apart from the intervention of Christ in my life, I'm headed towards these 
this destruction of, of hell that I've been meditating on, right, apart from God. But I have Christ, that God has intervened. And because of Christ, I'm no longer a child of wrath that John 1.12 says, um, right, we're children of God, that we're adopted into his family, okay? And so I have... Uh, a new father, that I'm no longer, that Satan is no longer my father. I'm no longer a, a, a child of wrath, that now I'm a child of God and I'm a child of his promises, right? That I have a new destiny, a new future, a new hope, right? And no longer am I following the course of this world that, that, um, that now I am in Christ and I'm, I'm following uh, his teachings, okay? And no longer... Am I under the, the influence, uh, are no longer driven by the passions of my flesh, but now um, the Holy Spirit is within me. The Holy Spirit is a new power that is guiding me, okay? And so there's a, there's a new identity, a new power, a new, a, a new future, a new destiny. And these things I cannot just treasure up in my heart. I have to do something about it. And others have to know this good news. And so from uh, this, this group, this order that St. Ignatius had formed, um, never did end up going to Jerusalem, right? It became the, Je- the order of the Jesuits. So again, this is the Catholic Church, and, and the Jesuits were missionaries. And St. Francis was the first missionary. And so what the Jesuits became was, this, was one of the first great missionary movements in the world, okay? And they took the gospel all over the world. Not just to, to J- Japan and India, but uh, it's really why the Jesuits are the reason why most of South America is Catholic. It's because the Jesuits took the gospel to South America. It was a great, it was a great missionary movement. And the reason I love this passage and the reason I love that story is because that's the effect that the gospel has on us, right? If, um, that, if you think about uh, our faith, like if, if um, God's grace, which is sort of God's grace is the seed of our faith, meaning that God plants His grace in our heart, right, and it grows by faith. The the natural outworking, the the fruit of our faith is good works. Okay, and so that's why Jesus says, like when when Jesus is is taking the disciples around and he sees a fig tree and the fig tree's uh, not producing fruit, he says. Cut it down and burn it. It's not. It's not serving its purpose, right? And so, so the example of what you're seeing there is that this this tree is not producing fruit. The fruit is what um, the the tree was created for, and the fruit was is is made for its its creator to enjoy, or, or for the farmer to enjoy. For like, it's for the enjoyment of the one who owns the tree and planted the tree. Okay, and that's who we are, right? We are God's trees. Right, that that he loves us, he created us, and he created us for a purpose. Okay, and that purpose is found in Ephesians two ten. Right, when you read that verse, it says that that we are God's workmanship. We are His masterpiece. We are His poema is the word. Right, is the word in Greek, and it's the same word where we get the idea of a poem. Right, and so we are God's poem. We are. Uh, he, has, he has created us, and, and that when we are living 
uh, as a child of God and following the teachings of Jesus and in, in Christ and when we are uh, following the Spirit instead of the desires of our flesh, we produce this beautiful glory. We're like this beautiful, glorious painting, a beautiful home, right, that points people back to the glory of God and who He is as our Creator, as our Redeemer, right? And so we were created for good works to glorify and honor God, that as you guys are out loving these students, right, and loving your homeowners and doing the good work of, of repairing a home that a family couldn't afford to do on their own, you are bringing glory and honor to God because people are seeing this is what God's created, right? You are doing what God intends, right? When we don't live that way, when we are children of wrath, when we do follow the course of this world, um, when we are living according to the passions of our, our flesh, another one of my favorite passages is, a, is in Ezekiel 36, and Ezekiel is saying, like, he says, basically, Israelites, because you've been following your own way instead of following God's way, you've brought shame and dishonor upon God. Okay? So, when we do good works out of the grace that we have received from God, out of this new identity that we have in, in Christ, we honor God with our lives. When we live this way, when we live for ourselves and pursue our own passions, we dishonor God and bring shame upon Him. And so what the world sees when we're living our life that way is that they, say, they, see, our sinful, they see our sinful nature, right? But when we're living out of the love and the grace that we've received, they see our redeemed, glorified, nature that we have in Christ. Okay? So that's why I love this passage. Is it's all right there for us. And in the I've saved the middle, which is the best part for last, right, is that after it talks about that we are our children we are we are a child of wrath, just like everyone else, and then like the, my two favorite words it says, it says, but God. Okay, it says, but God. But God who is rich in mercy has provided a way of salvation that we couldn't find on our own. Okay? But God has chosen you and pulled you out of this world, right? And pulled you into a relationship with Him. But God, who is rich in mercy, has deposited His grace in you. Okay? But God, but God, but God. As I've, this is my last thing, and I'm going to let you guys go, but like, the, the, the longer I've lived and the longer that I've pastored a church and the longer that I've seen just kind of how our spiritual lives work, like the, the more and more convinced I've become of, of this, these two words, but God. But if, if God doesn't work upon our hearts, we're hopeless. But if God doesn't intervene, we're, we're going to follow the course of this world. Um, but the other part is that God has given us these means of grace, of of reading his word, of, of praying, of uh, being put into a fellowship of other believers, that, that we experience God's grace not in a closet by ourselves in the quiet of our own head. Like We experience God's grace as we read his word. We experience God's grace as we seek him in prayer. We experience God's grace as we live out our faith in community with one another. Okay, He's given us these means by which we're to experience his grace on a daily basis. And so I want to encourage you guys 
um, to, like St. Ignatius did, to take time to reflect not only on the goodness of the good news, but take time to, to go back and to reflect on, man, this is what our life is like apart from Christ. Okay? Because this is what, as we remember these things, like it, it helps us to treasure in our heart the good news. And to, it helps it to get from, from just being repetitive or something that like we just become so accustomed to that it loses its meaning in our lives. That by, by reflecting on these things, it, it helps to drive us um, towards accomplishing um, God's mission. Uh, through, through the grace that he's given us. Okay, so let me pray for you guys, and then I'm going to let you go to your Heavenly Father, I give you thanks again just for this group, this young group of men and women. Um, Lord, I don't know, they, they've come from all over the place, and I'm sure that um, all of them have different experiences uh, of the gospel and of you and um, of life in the church and um, some of those experiences probably have been great, and some of them have been lacking. Um, but Lord, I pray that this week um, they would experience your grace, your mercy, your tenderness, your kindness, Lord. I pray that you'd pursue them with your love and with your spirit. I pray that you'd remind them of their new position in Christ Jesus. And because they are in Christ, Lord, that they, um, are, they have a new destiny, a new future, a new hope, Lord. And um, they have a new power in the Holy Spirit, Lord, and I pray that they would rely on, on the power of the Spirit today, um, Lord, that they would lean not on their own understanding, but on uh, your wisdom, on your love, on your grace and mercy. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.